This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. A very good evening to you, uh, wherever you are in the world tonight. Yes, it's extra time and it's a FA Cup special uh, Wolves taking part in the third round of the uh, of this year's Football Association Cup. It's 150th anniversary of the FA Cup and we had a home tie against mid-table championship side uh, Sheffield United and Wolves have come out with a 3-0 victory. doesn't quite tell uh, the tale and the story of the game. Sheffield United were in the game for long periods. Wolves, the better side, uh, overall, they started well, didn't they, Sheffield? Uh, but Wolves have got the job done. Uh, we're going to be talking, obviously, about the game, uh, the aspirations for the Well, that wasn't a very good start, was it? Uh, I think I, my internet just went out for a second there, so I do apologise um, for that. I wasn't trying to be the ghost man uh, in the dark in his shed. <laughs> Merv, Merv. I am not on a Premier League uh, Wi-Fi, I promise you. I'm at home today. Uh, <laughs> now I'm frozen, so I do apologise about that. And If you want to get on the show tonight, um, just here's the link. That's the show. If you want to get on there, hit the link, the StreamYard link, and you come, yeah, comedy, leave the comedy to you, Keith Shepherd. Well, that's true. Anyway, as I was, <laughs> as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by the uh, internet devils. Uh, Wolves have threw uh, 3 0. My first guest on tonight is Jack. Hi, Jack. Evening, Dave. Evening, everybody. I'm really, really sorry about that. For a second there, it just, it just went 
complete blackout. I had to re-log in, but we everyone stuck with me. Um, if you're uh, if you if you're on the uh, chat, um, let us know where you're watching in the world and who with. And also, uh, don't forget you'll be able to vote on your man of the match and performance rating as well, and give us your thoughts as well. And I'll read out if you want to. Um, Definitely get a comment read out. You can uh, you can do the super chat and all super chats will definitely uh, get out and welcome also to uh, my members as well. So uh, we've got Carl saying hi, Jack. Uh, Adrian saying hi. Uh, Wolves F1. Jack, you got this. Tony Bell. Hi, Jack. Katie, you got, you know, all bright. We've got Andy from All Brighton. And uh, <laughs> there we go. So Jackie was at the game again today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How did you say? How, how was you feeling about the game before kickoff? Um, I think, like we discussed last week, I think we were we had a reason to be confident. But it's the FA Cup, isn't it? So you're never quite sure what's going to happen. You know, there's always upsets, aren't there? We saw yesterday there were quite a few that you just didn't see coming at all. I think Cambridge winning at Newcastle, Kidderminster beating Reading. You know, it, it can happen. Oh, and Sheffield, Sheffield United is certainly a, a potential upset, isn't it? So it is. I mean, they were Premier League last year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you look, you look through their their lineup today. You know, you see people like you know Billy Sharp, Sander Berger, Chris Basham, really experienced players, good quality players. You're thinking, yes, we're the better team here, but we've got to show it. You've got to turn up and you've got to be professional and do the job because if you're not on it, even if you're only ninety percent there, that can turn you over and it can be a really difficult afternoon. So yeah, we were confident, but. But, you know, we knew it had to be, the job had to be done. Well, to be fair to Sheffield United, they started uh, really, really well. They kind of started a little bit like how we came out the blocks against United the other week, uh, straight at us, putting us on the back foot. I think it took us a bit by surprise. And we were all like, there's a, couple, there's a, a shot in the first 30 seconds that blew past the pose. That set the stall out for about the first five minutes. We couldn't get out the half, could we? No, no, that they started really well. I think it was kind of what you'd expect. It was a, they were coming to a, to a team from the league above in the cup, really come and have a go, put us under a bit of pressure, make it awkward and uncomfortable for us. And they did that early on, and and it was probably really our first opportunity to score, and we took it to to go one nil up. up. Up until that point, they'd had the majority of of the chances, really, hadn't they? We'd had a lot of possession, but well, the overall they had the possession. Chances. I mean, there was two or three very early on. Yeah, again, the, overall, the overall possession stats was 50-50 across the whole game. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of even, wasn't it? But like I say, early on, they had two or three good chances. I think there was the McGoldrick one where I think it was, I don't know if it was Ruddy or Cody kind of got took the pace off it and it was we were able to clear it. That was probably the, the best chance they had in that in that opening spell when he kind of managed to take a touch and, and got the shot away. I think it might have been Ruddy, actually, looking back, that kind of took the pace off it. And we we got it clear, but yeah. Apparently, I was because uh, like at the time, um, you were in where were you sitting? Standing? North Bank. Yeah, you were in the North Bank, and you were in the so you've got a similar perspective to what I had, and I was expecting the ball to go in the back of the net. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, once he kind of took a touch and, and brought it into his stride, you thought, here we go, he's going to finish this. But I think Ruddy got out quite quickly, didn't he, to kind of narrow the angle. And once you got that touch on it to take the pace off, it just gives you an opportunity to get it clear. I think without yeah, the touch, it's, it's an easy finish, isn't it? It was trickling over the line. I think it's because yeah. the way it, it, it looked, it looked 
for all the life, like it was going to go in the back of the net. And then all of a sudden, Cody comes and clears it. He's always in the, always into the right place. And then I think it's within two minutes we've scored. I mean, yeah. Fabio Silva, describe his performance this evening or t- today. He was fabulous. He was absolutely fabulous today. I mean, we've talked a lot about Fabio, haven't we, since he arrived, really, with the price tag and all the things that kind of came with it. You saw today why we paid the money that we did. You saw the potential there. There was some fantastic link-up play with Pedence. I was going to talk about that in general because when those two came on at Villa earlier on in the season, they changed the game. There's a really nice dynamic when those two play together. And we saw that again today. But I thought Fabio was terrific, yeah. He was really good. It looked like, to me, like he saw it as an opportunity. He didn't see it as, oh, it's a cup game. They're picking me out of, you know, pity and, you know, give me a game because I'm in the squad. This is my opportunity to show everybody, show the manager, show the team, my teammates, show the supporters as well what I'm made of, what I'm capable of. And I think he took that chance with both hands. I really he, do. He, he did. I thought his all-round play, he looked stronger for one. Um, than he than he did. I thought his all round play was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the um, we've talked about Traore with assists and goals, um, and obviously there's there's a lot of talk about Traore at the moment. What with Tottenham coming in for him, there's talk about Barcelona want him. I hope there's a bidding war between Tottenham and Barcelona. To be honest. And I hope he goes to Barcelona because I don't really want him playing against us in the Premier League. But Tottenham um, are sniffing around. Let's just talk of 20 million. Um, just whilst we're on Triore, do you think 20 million for Triore with 18 months left on his contract is decent money? Because I don't. I'd like more, to be honest. Than, than t- I mean, when you, like we said last week, when you consider we paid 18 three years ago, was it now? You know, I think he's improved yeah. more than more than 2 million, hasn't he, if, if we're being honest? The contract situation doesn't help, does it? And the fact that, you know, we're living in a, in a sort of a COVID environment where there isn't that much money floating around, really, especially outside of the Premier League. A lot of the teams in, in Europe, in Spain, France, Italy, they haven't got that kind of money anymore. So the market has kind of changed slightly. So maybe 20 million is is a good value, but to us, it doesn't seem necessarily like that. So I don't know how it's going to play out, really. I mean, whether, because I mean, a lot, a lot of the talk, with the Tottenham thing, is about swap deals and players coming in in return. And so that kind of fact, you factor that in as well. You might get, it might seem like more than 20. If you get 20 plus a player, depending on who that player is and how much you value him at, it could actually be a really good deal. Well, yeah, 20 plus a player, if it's a player that's going to add to the squad. Um, you know, and I think what we should do is uh, come back to that in a, in a little while because... Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the two players that they've? T- I mean, Mac Doherty and who's the other one that they were mentioned? It was Joe Rodon, wasn't it? I think the the centre half that that they've got from was it Swansea that signed him last summer or yeah, at some point yeah. But he was the one that that name I've heard yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you? How do you rate him? <clears throat> I've not seen a great deal of him to be fair, so it wouldn't be right for me to kind of comment that much. But obviously, he's got a lot of experience in the Championship. He's played internationally for Wales. Tottenham obviously saw a lot in him to pay. I think fifteen million for him a couple of years ago. So there's obviously there's a, there's a player there, isn't there? But again, I've not seen. Yeah, enough of him I, I, I def- twenty twenty million pound on a straight cash deal for me 
isn't enough money to for, for Triore, and I think they could probably hold on to him to the summer and still get that amount of money. When people are looking to uh, have a, I mean, the summer window, there's more, I think it's something like 20% of transfer sales happen in January. It's like 80% is during the summer window. So I think there'll be more clubs with more money and, you know, bidding for Triore in that window. And I think they've got to hold, they've got to hold on to the, um, hold on to it for, for more pride. It's, it's looking imminent. Uh, it's looking likely that he's going to go, isn't it, in this window, Triore? And I mean, we talked in the, in the last show about, do you want to sell Triore? And the majority of the community on here didn't want him to go. I mean, I don't know what you, you think. I mean, we, I just think he's, he's, I love him. He's exciting. He hasn't created any direct goals or assists directly this season, has he? No, he's not. But I mean, if you think back, the goal at Manchester United, it was his cross that was headed out to Martinho to, to score. And there was other opportunities in, in other games. I mean, he's been felled a couple of times and we've scored from the set piece. So he's been involved in goals, even if it's not directly. I mean, I think that the thing with Traore, ultimately, and I think Bruno picked up on this in his pre-match conference he sort of said I don't want to kind of misquote him but he kind of said there's a balance between having a good player in your squad and then having money to invest and I think that kind of leans into the idea that if we get a, a bid that matches what we think is our value then we're happy to move him on and use that money in a position where we perhaps need more strength or we need more competition because actually, wide forward, if you want to kind of call Traore a wide forward, is a position where we've got quite a lot of competition already. And we've got the Pedro Neto coming back very, very soon. And although we don't want to put too much pressure on him coming back, for me, he's the, the strongest player we've got in that position. So if, if Neto comes back as good as he was beforehand, that's one of the positions sewn up. You've seen how well Pedence has played today. He's got a good shout of being there. Trinkeri's starting to show little bits of what he can do. Wangi Chan, when he first came into the team, did really, really well. Struggled a little bit just before he got injured. So it'll be interesting when he comes back what happens. But we're not sort of reliant on Traore, if that makes sense. He's not a player that has to play every week and has to start every week. And so if you were looking at, at moving a player on, He's probably the one to do rather than a Neves or a Kilman or an Eight Nuri, one of the you know the other real sort of star players, if you like. So, as much as I understand the argument that we've got to keep him and he's, he's an exciting player, he gets people up off his seats and things like that. I get that totally, but he's yeah, a player that, that we could move on and potentially come out of that deal stronger if we reinvest the money properly, and that's the bottom line. If we get money for Trey, all right, we've got to reinvest it properly. Because... Well, Adrian Richard says, I'm sorry, guys, need to move Trey on. How many chances does he get today? Looked half-hearted. Yeah, he, he wasn't great today. He wasn't great today. And he's not been at his very best all season, really, if you're being honest. I think we probably missed the boat when we to move Traore on for maximum value. that The summer that we moved Jota on was probably the time because he'd had that great season and he'd, he'd ripped Manchester City apart and he'd done so much damage to Tottenham in, in the home and the away games. You'd have probably got 50 million plus for him that summer if you'd have sold him then. Yeah. Whereas his value's probably dropped quite a bit because last year he, he got three goals, three assists, I think something like that in the league, which for a player with the undoubted talent that he has probably isn't enough. And again, we're talking purely statistically, 
he's probably not done enough again this year, has he? So well, he's certainly Andy's not as valuable a, as he was. Is that again, a sorry? Statistical, statistical point of view, Andy C says 163 games, 10 goals, 18 assists, 9 in one good season, 18 months left on his contract, get him gone. Yeah, so that's a goal every 16 games, so two or three a season. From a, from a wide forward, you need more. You do need more, especially with you know Raul still sort of working his way back to to what we want him to be. Neto coming back, obviously. Pedence is a fantastic footballer, but won't ever be a prolific goal scorer. I think the same could be said for for Trincao as well. So people like Traore when they're in the squad and in the team need to be contributing goals and assists as well as everything else that he brings in terms of the dribbling and, and taking people on. You need goals and assists and. The, the stat that you've just put on there is, is fairly damning, isn't it, in terms of the I think it's highlighted as well today in one game. I know we're playing Sheffield United, but, you know, they're a tough side, always going to be a tough side to uh, to play. You know, you could see that they wanted to progress today. The way they started, they were hungry for it. Wolves had to, uh, you know, work to control the game and the quality shone through. I mean, it, you know, you say many times, but the Premier League quality in the end was the difference. But you, we talked about Traore with his um, assists and his goals. Well, Fabio Silva uh, nearly created about three assists. I mean, one, one ball he, he uh, played through to Traore, who should have done better. It's a brilliant vision. And then he had the composure as well to make the run and set up Daniel Pedence, who again... N- knows how to finish. And then in the second half, you've got Samedo, who, you know, wing back. And the way, if that had felt a triori, I'm not sure he'd have finished it. Do you know, uh, we had the same, exact same conversation after the game. We said, if that's triori on the end of that, that pullback from Aitnuri, it either smashes into the keeper's legs or it's someone on the head in the South Bank, doesn't it? He's just not got that composure in, in front of goal. So, again, it, it's that argument, isn't it? You know, we, we love Trey O'Reilly, he's an exciting player, but he doesn't give us what we need a lot of the time, does he? No, it was a, it was a good finish from Samedo. Don't, and he's had a couple of chances early thing, but his finishing there was positive and the keeper had absolutely no chance. Guys, if you're, uh, if you're obviously in the chat, if you could smash a like on the video, in the YouTube video for me, it would be uh, much appreciated. Let YouTube know you enjoy the content. So if we can get over 100 likes on, the, on this, would be amazing. And, of course, if you're new around here, please consider subscribing. And if you do want to jump on the show with us tonight, we do have a couple of gaps. Uh, here is the link. Uh, just jump on backstage and we'll get you on uh, the show. Um, Jack, talk me through, you know, um, your um, performance rating. I would say probably a solid eight. I think we were as good as we needed to be. We didn't need to be at our absolute best today because Sheffield United were they were competitive and they made it uncomfortable and awkward for us at times, but they didn't overly threaten us and overly stretch us defensively. So we, we were fairly confident, especially once we went 1-0 up. I think that was crucial today. Get that first yeah. goal. You don't want to go 1-0 down in a, in a cup game against a team from the league below because they will just sort of then have something to cling on to and that'll give them that extra 5-10% when they're making blocks and tackles and, and sort of pressing. So once we went 1-0 up, I think we, we kind of controlled a lot of the game, controlled the narrative of the game, if you like. So I'd be happy to give us an eight there. I think there were 
real positive signs in terms of some of the individual displays. But the overall team performance was was probably perfectly pitched for where it needed to be. We, we were good in, in the areas where we could get that advantage over them. I mean, someone like Pedence, for example, he's a very difficult player to mark. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Yeah. So playing him today against a championship-level sort of back three really worked because they were really struggling to kind of work out where he was going to run and whether he was going to drop deep or sort of press onto them. And so, yeah, we were really, really confident and we put the level of performance in that we needed to do to get, get the result that we wanted. It was a really good performance uh, overall. I think eight. I think that's what that's where I gave it at my instant fan reaction. If you haven't seen that, you can check it out on the channel. And uh, you said there were some good perform individual performances. Who would you like to uh, pull out today that's impressed you? Um, I thought eight Nuri was fantastic today. He, he, first five ten minutes, he was a little bit shaky. He hadn't played for a little bit, had he? But um, once he got into the game, he was fantastic. I thought Neves was really really good again. Talked a lot about Neves, haven't we, in recent weeks and how he steps or stepped up under under Bruno. Fabio, again, fantastic, really good, direct, quick, strong, everything that we've kind of hoped that he would be. I think the thing to say with Fabio, and I know people have kind of mentioned this before, the one thing that you can't coach in a striker is that natural instinct of where to be in and around the box. And he's got that. Everything else you can coach, that physicality and things. So for me, that's a real positive He's got those sort of natural abilities, if you like, and we can then mould. He's got an instinct, stuff. hasn't he, for yeah, making yes. the runs and positional play. I mean, yeah. uh, there was a, a cross early doors as well when it came across and he was throwing his head in there to try and get a header on it. Yeah, um, and I think if you look at uh, sort of when he scored goals for the under-23s and in, in the uh, Papa John's Trophy, he took his shirt off and ran to the corner flag. He just loves scoring goals, doesn't he? You can kind of tell that. So even today, like you say, with that early chance, he was desperate to kind of get his head on it before the defender. And there were times when he was getting towards the edge of the box where you thought, you know, is he going to pull the trigger? Is he going to... But you felt something was going to happen. You did feel like he was going to either create a chance or take a chance himself. And what about so, yeah. that um, that chance in the, in the first half where he, uh, he made the run and uh, he had the composure to try and... Chip the keeper. I think the keeper just got a fingertip on it. Actually, a really good save. Yeah, but again, you know, it was nice link up with Pedence, wasn't it? And you know, we've talked a lot, haven't we, about sort of the quality? And sometimes that's the difference between yourselves and a championship team. That little one-two on the edge of the box that their back three just get caught flat-footed, and you can kind of get in behind like that, which is exactly what we did, and we did that quite a few times. It didn't always quite come off today. I mean, we could have had a couple more goals if if the final ball had been a little bit more accurate, a little bit more sharper. And that's probably something that Bruno will have picked up on and will want to kind of work with the players as well. But like I said, really solid foundation and obviously progress in the Cup. Like we said, lots of teams have kind of fallen by the wayside this weekend already where they probably weren't expecting to. Well, the latest one is Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we what Premier League? Can uh, someone in the chat uh, put on which Premier Leagues, in, in one little chat post, Premier League teams have fallen... In the third round, Roger Tomlinson, I'm not sure if you're aware, Roger, it said Cambridge United at home next. Roger, the draw has already been taken, has already taken place. And actually, we had to wait a long time for us to come out the um, out the bag. Wolves were actually in the last two balls. And as you were watching it, I'm sure the guy was put his hand on the ball 31, which was Norwich. And then I thought it was going to be, going to be an away tie. And then when we pop out... 
we're at home again. I said a home draw again, please. And yeah, I wanted to get Kidderminster or someone like that, or the against you know a, you know a real lower league team that you know ninety nine times out of a hundred you would definitely go through. In the end, it's uh, it's a champ, it's a Premier League, another Premier League team, but it's Norwich, Norwich at home. I mean, I'm quite happy with that draw, Jack. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? I think Manchester City were one of the last four with us as well, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. But um, yeah, no, I think Norwich is, is a good draw for us. I'm not sure. I, I didn't see their lineup today, but whether they're going to prioritise the league and maybe rest one or two in a couple of weeks' time when we play them. We've played. We didn't play great against them earlier on in the season, did we? So we've perhaps got got some making up to do on that front. But yeah, I mean, home draw is always your number one, isn't it? When you're in the cup draw, get us that home draw because then you can control the narrative. You've got the atmosphere. You've got you can kind of set the tone for the game, can't you? When you're away from home, the onus is on the the opposition, the home team, to kind of do all that. Whereas when you're at home, you've got control of that, which I think and our team really like that. I mean, I think our away record's quite good this year, but our home form seems to be just gradually improving. I think the players are getting used to enjoying playing a four Molyneux again because it has taken time after the, the 18 months of, of sort of behind closed doors football for the team to get used to playing in front of the home fans again. But we seem to be getting into our stride a little bit with that. So hopefully, again, home draw is great and it's a winnable tie. It's going to be not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be difficult. They've got some good players and they'll obviously fancy coming here and, and causing us problems again. But it's certainly one that we can, again, be confident that we can get a result and, and go well, through again. Andy Saunders has an opinion here, which I completely disagree with. Um, Andy says Nor- Norwich will prioritise the Cup as the league is not looking good for them. I will, I will tell you now, they are not going to prioritise the, uh, the Cup in my opinion, because Norwich, the cup games in about three weeks' time, Norwich are still going to believe they can get stay in the Premier League at that at that point in time. Um, and to me, they're going to prioritise. They're going to throw everything at the league to stay in the Premier League. So I don't think that the cup game is going to be anything of a priority for them. Um, they're going to be focusing, I think, on the league and stay staying in the Premier League. Wolves, on the other hand. I think Bruno Large has shown today by the team selection that he has he has taken it serious. Um, he, any you know he, he wants to win a trophy. I think there's a lot of Wolves players, uh, such as Joe Moutinho, for example, who's won a trophy at every club he's, he's ever been at in his career, and he's definitely going to be one. Ruddy is going to be like a brick wall trying to save everything because he's you know every if we go out you don't get another game. Um, and I, I think Wolves will go, you know, reasonably strong again in the next round. I think Norwich will will not, it will not be their priority. They will obviously have a go, but they don't want to, um, even in some ways they might be happy if they went out because it's one less match. They haven't got another match to play in that, whereas they can focus on the league. So I don't. I, I mean, maybe be wrong, but I, I don't know what you think, Jack. I just don't. No, think I, I agree. I think Norwich. what's interesting. I think if you take Arsenal out of it, I think the Premier League teams that have gone out this weekend are all the teams that are in that sort of relegation scrap. Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, Leeds have all gone out, haven't they? Yeah. So whether that's got something to do with it, their managers have kind of said, "Listen, lads, go and play, go and enjoy it." But if we do get knocked out, it's not the end of the world because we've got a very important league 
campaign to kind of focus on. So, and again, we've said before, haven't we? The FA Cup is tailor made for a club in our position. We've got we've got a team and a squad that can give anybody a game on the day. So, whoever we get drawn against, we can go into it believing that we've got a, a chance of getting getting through. And we're probably in, in that position in the league table where we can go strong and we can put players in in that we think are good enough. You know, it's not a case of well, we've got an important league game in in a few days' time. Let's rest so and so and so and so. I mean, when we got to the semi-final the other year, we were actually resting people in league games ahead of cup games, weren't we? Because we were so comfortably 7th, 8th, wherever we were in the table, that we could actually prioritise that quarter-final against Manchester United. I think the week before we played Burnley away, didn't we? And, and Nuno made four or five changes and actually played a stronger team in the cup the week after, which is kind of unheard of, really, in, in modern football. But, but that's the position that we were in. And we could well be in a similar position this season. We we need we want a cup run. We want to get up. I mean, I I I would be well happy with finishing in the top half and getting to an FA Cup final. You know, yeah. I want to finish higher. I said it at the start of the season when we lost the first three. I believe we could finish top eight. I know I got laughed at then, but the way we were playing, I thought we could. But like my dad's eighty four, getting on for eighty five. You know, he is. It's his, it's his lifelong dream, as I've said so many times on this channel, to get to an FA Cup final and sing goodbye with me. And, you know, we've got two home draws. We've won the first one. We've got another one against a team that is probably going to be a Sheffield United next year. Wolves, if they have their game face on, we should win that game. We should win that game. As long as we've got the right application, we should win it. And then you're into the last 16, get another home draw. Or another, you know, get through that, you're in the quarterfinals and then you're really dreaming of Wembley. So, you know, Wolves are a team that can go. I was worried because so early doors in the draw, so many of the top six teams were not coming out the hat. And I'm like, here we go. And it got further and further down. I mean, I think it was to the last four, Man City was still in the uh, in there. That it, Man City gets picked out and you just go, please, no. Please, no. And then we didn't. And then we've got Norwich. And the, we could have been... I think if it had got drawn away to Norwich, it might have been a different kettle of fish altogether. One, I'm glad we didn't because it's a bit of a trek to get over there. Um, and it was a miserable old time. But I think it, I think the owners would have been more so on Norwich in front of their home fans um, had they had a home draw to have more of a go than there would be away at Molyneux. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we've, we've done quite well out of the draw, haven't we? Again, last round we did obviously today's game and then Obviously Norwich again. You know, you look at the teams that have been pulled out. There was some some kind of. I mean, Brentford, Everton was a a good draw, wasn't it? Because you think two teams that are quite evenly matched, you know, and things like that. I mean, Forest Leicester looks like a really good game as well. So you know, I think Manchester United or Villa have got Middlesbrough at home, haven't they? So that's another one for for them, isn't it? So I think you know we've we've got a nice draw, haven't we? We've said it's not going to be easy, and we shouldn't sort of discount Norwich by any means. But it's a it's a game where if we turn up and we play well, we should be confident of getting a result. And obviously, there's, there's no draws in the cup because if it is a draw, it goes to extra time and penalties. So and it is, yeah, because um, obviously because of the COVID situation, they've got rid of the replays and everything. Yeah, which is good. It, you know, I didn't want it to go to a penalty shootout. My God, we watched Wolves playing the penalty shootout against Tottenham. It's like watching England in it when we watch Wolves in a penalty shootout. It's not great, is it? I don't know what. No, happens. no, even though we probably only got Cody that will take. It, you know, it's still, uh, it's, it's, you know. Would it take a penalty shootout in the final of the FA Cup against City? 
you know, or someone like that to, to win it. That'd probably be the time we'd actually put all five in the back of the net. But yeah, no, absolutely brilliant. So your man of the match, mate? Uh, Fabio Silva. Why not? I think he was really good today. Really, really good. He was absolutely magnificent. And your final thoughts, buddy? Um, bring on round four. I think really positive today. I thought the atmosphere was was nice. It was different to what we're used to. There was a lot of, of youngsters there. I, I could tell from the ones around me. It was their wow. kind of first game, which is lovely to see, isn't it? That That's kind of what you want to see, the youngsters getting involved and getting hooked, you know, and sort of asking parents, can we come next time? And, and things like that. It made for a slightly different atmosphere. Not saying it was better or worse. It was just different. So, and, you know, and that's kind of, again, another attraction of the cup, isn't it? You can kind of get those extra fans in that don't normally get an opportunity. And, and it's really nice to see. So, yeah, a really good day all round, wasn't it? You know, and lots to be pleased with and positive about. And, and again, you know, it's just that building that momentum slowly but surely. You know, the media are starting to pick up on Bruno a little bit more now, aren't they? And, and sort of the job he's doing. So we're kind of not going as much under the radar as we were. But again, slow progress, nice and comfortable. Keep going, keep building it, and we'll be absolutely fine. And we talk about levels when we talk about them like you know, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds in the FA Cup and they think they're a big side. I mean, what was it? 8,000 at home and the majority of them were the... Uh, we're probably the Brighton and Over Albion fans and t- over 25,000 at Wolves. It's like, I think that's where you draw the levels between the two sides today. I think, I think like... it, it is. It's all about, about momentum, isn't it? I think West Brom have kind of stalled a little bit at the minute, haven't they? They're not overly enamoured with, with the manager and the playing style. And, you know, they probably felt Brighton wasn't really a winnable game. So a lot of their fans probably said, I'll, I'll save me my money and whatever for the time. Whereas actually, at the minute, Wolves fans, you can't get enough of, of watching this team and watching us play. And, and there's people who can't get into games. So when the cup games come round and there are, the tickets available, they snap them up. It's just it, that that's the difference, isn't it, at the minute? It, it's all about that, that positive atmosphere you've got around the club. Gets reflected in your attendances quite a lot. I mean, we've been there. You will, I will. Lots of people on the chat and things watching. When we've had 9,000, 10,000 in cup games and, you know, things like that because the team wasn't at its peak and wasn't playing well. Whereas at the minute, you know, we can get 27,000 in for a cup game against a lower league team because people want to watch us, whoever we're playing and whatever day of the week it is and whatever the, you know, so it's great. It's really, really good. Well, yeah, Wolves F1 said, so there's now 14 Premier League teams left in the tournament. So six have fell. At the uh, the third at the first hurdle, seventy oh, sorry twelve championship teams apparently, three League One teams and one each fourth, fifth, and sixth and sixth tier. So um, you know, I'm sure that well we know that there's another one that's going to fall tomorrow night because obviously both Man United and Villa can't go out. So there'll be thirteen EPL teams. Um, well, the sounds a bit left in the tournament, and we'll. And then, is there a few? There's a few Premier League matchups, isn't there, in the next round as well? And yeah. uh, Ian Darby has just wanted to say, talk about levels as well. Nine nine thousand away in League One. MK Dons, yeah, I remember it well. Yeah, great day out. Terrible game, but you know, great day out. And a one 0 win, mate. Oh, thanks ever so much for your contribution again. And uh, I know you've got an early start in the morning, so it's good to have you up top, mate. No problem. See you later, everyone. Cheers. All right, nice one. Cheers. So that's uh, Jack, our Jack, who's, um, again, contributing. He's always good to get on. And next up, we've got Matt, who looks like he's in bed. 
I'm back in Dave. Mike, <laughs> are you back. actually in bed? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we've had some. We've had ghosts, man. We've had in his shed. I'm not sure I've had anyone just waking up from a snooze in bed before. It's been a long day, Dave. But been a long day. Check out me, mate. Been a long, been a been a long day. Uh, you know, I've got had to get it there. I've had to, I've had to do my instant reaction. I've uploaded the Pedence goal. I've edited edited my match vlog, and I'm here and you're sleeping and snoozing. <laughs> uh, I was a quarter past seven this morning. Uh, Merv says, "Wake up, Matt." Uh, Matt, welcome, but wake up. First of all, I want to say, uh, you asked me about the ladies. They lost three from on penalties. Yeah, I know. I heard. What was yeah. what 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 was that in? That was there. We had our third round tie. They had their third round tie. I think it was. Um, but that that probably also resist. That's understated. That is, and people who were slagging him off now, I think they've gone quiet, haven't they? Uh, well, he's had a lot of stick, Fabio, um, basically because of the price tag and and Fosen have come under a bit of fire because they spent £35 million on this young lad, but they, they've not really spent a lot of money since. So that puts the pressure on them. It's like, are they wasting the money? They spent £35 million on him. And you know he he, he was thrown in he was thrown into things obviously last season because of the Jimenez injury. Um, he didn't have I think Bruno Large uh, mentioned Fabio in the Tottenham game earlier on the early in the season. I thought I'll probably talk to Paul about that and probably be able to expand that Paul when he comes on it uh, next. And I think he's kept him out of the firing line. Well, we saw a, a really good cameo from Fabio last week. For the last 10, 15 minutes against United, who he looked quite good. He put himself about, his runs were good, he drew a couple of fouls. And then today he looked so hungry. He looked so hungry. And his his movement, his 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 strength is so much better. His vision, is he holds the ball up. I mean, he, he you know, Fabio of last year would have lost the ball for that United goal last year. He would have got pushed off the ball, three on around him. He wouldn't have had the strength to hold it on and then play it off. He did that last week, played it to Neves, switched it out to Troyer, and we all know that Martinho finished the, the move. And today, again, he looked strong. And some of the, he got one assist, and then he nearly got another assist with an unbelievable Neves-like ball through the middle to Troyore, who did what Troyore does and I mean, it wide. Yeah, it's safe to say he, he was either wet on his mind that he wants to get to Spurs or he just couldn't be asked. Simply put like that. What? Well, say that again, mate. I think he it looked like the fact that the contract talks are still that's weighing on his mind and he wants to go. You want about Triori now? Yeah. Well, we've talked about Triori, haven't we? I mean, we'll, it, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But, like, on to Fabio, the fact that... Oh, he, was, he was brilliant today. Him and Pedent linked up beautifully. I mean, Pedent, Pedent was in the league of his own today. Oh, he, he, he was. I mean, yeah, Pedent. Fabio got a stand innovation when he coughed. I mean, talk about Pedent, because he was... He scored two... 
and was involved in the in the other one in terms of that he, he got the ball in the middle um for the um for the second goal and his turn he just left the player for dead and set off the move for eight Norrie across for Samedo to call it. And Daniel Pedence, to me, fully fit like he is now, is just it's just insanely good. I just my dad I think he's my dad's favourite player now. I think he's replaced Bennett. He's got an, I mean, he, has to, he has to have a favourite player that begins with B, so that's why he calls him Bonanza, I think. I mean, on the subject of my dad, when we signed him, it was questionable, but he has been apart from Carmen and saw one of our best players. Got to say that. And I mean, Ruddy, that unbelievable save he made as well. I think it was about five minutes before the end of the game. Um, Ruddy. Yeah, that that. It was well. It was an unbelievable save. Which one are you referring to? I think it was. Was it Oliver Burke? Was three? You mean that he turned and? Um... Or was it Billy Shaw? Billy Shaw, that was it. The Billy Shaw. It was, it was. It was a good save. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was unbelievable, but it was a good save. Uh, but Ruddy's a class keeper. He made a really good save. I think the biggest save was the one at nil nil early in the half when um, you know it looked like it was going to go in, and he made himself big and Cody cleared off the line. I mean Connor Cody as well. What 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 a, what a captain. He just he looks so. He gives us that calming presence to the, the back line. Yeah, he did. And uh, what did you think of uh, the choice of the back three today? Uh, I, th- I think Marcel did quite well. And as usual, Max Kilman, what, what, what's there to say about him? But he's solid. All yeah, right, mate. Well, that's that's brilliant. So you want to give us your um, performance rating and... Um... And your uh, and I, and I appeared because Bruno bought on the two academy kids. Well, I say the academy kids, Luke Cundall from the academy, and Bruno Jordan, who, who, who rarely gets an appearance, but then he has been injured. So, all right, mate. So, what who was you giving your man of the match to? Uh, oh, it's difficult to choose between Fabio and Pedence. I'll have to give Pedence, just purely because it's two goals. Okay, mate. Well, I'm sorry we've kept you up. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, and you're in bed. Um, so you can get off to the land of Nod now and go to sleep. Cheers, Dave. And um, Norwich, Norwich, I'm, not, I'm happy with that. All right, then. Fantastic. Uh, all the best, mate. We're going to get Paul on now. All right. Cheers, cheers Dave. Cheers, pal. All right. Sure. So that's the first. Um, as I say, this is always live. Uh, Matt, still, um, I, I think I was keeping him up. To be honest, I really like. I'm trying to keep her. He's a nice guy. I'm trying to keep a slight face, but I don't know why you would want to go on a YouTube channel and be woken up in bed. But there you go. We've had we've had people in sheds with no lights on. We've had all sorts, but. You know, Matt. Have a good night's sleep. We're going to bring on. Uh, we're going to bring on Paul, who's laughing as well. Paul, mate, I'm glad that you're up. I'm still up. Yeah, I'm still going strong. Yeah, all good. And uh, mate, I mean, 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so how was your party? <laughs> yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, good to get the get the family around and took the girls to the match today. They're they're still on a high from it. They're they're really uh, they're really hooked on it now. So um, yeah, I've had a good evening. Thanks. Absolutely, and you've got uh, loads of people here saying good evening to you, mate. Apparently, you've uh, good evening, Owl. I think you've <laughs> missed accidentally missed the port at the pee off there. Um, and Andy C has said good night to Matt. He needs some wallpaper on those walls. And there we go. But mate, I mean, I saw the socials with you and your girls, and I think your dad. Did they enjoy it? Loved it, yeah. Um, my youngest in particular, she loves Daniel Pedence. Um, and I think he really has kind of lit a flame for her, you know, about going to the match and for him to get two goals today. She was uh, she was delighted with that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, how significant a player is Daniel Pedence becoming to Wolves, Paul? It's a good question. And I think... The, the the short answer is it's becoming an increasing significance. Um, it's an automatic pick at the moment. Um, and you'd, you'd have to say, even when you've got Neto, Huang back as well, I think with Neto and Raul, he probably forms our strongest front three at the moment. He gives us something that nobody else can do. And um, one thing I was really noticing today was just how fluid his movement was off the ball he was popping up in positions where other players don't pop up and he causes a real headache for defenders because defenders can't go that high up the pitch to mark him and he's behind the midfielders so he must be a real nuisance to play against and he really does give us something that nobody else can he's got a, do you think that's because of his his height um and his low center of gravity I mean, he's, he also, like, he seems to have a real engine on him. I mean, he, at the end of last season, he was carrying a groin knock and he, and he did get a bit of yeah. criticism, but he wasn't fully fit. This is a fully fit Daniel Pedence, and he just looks, he, he, he looks, he looks, I don't know, everything he seems to do. I mean, the, the finish of both of the goals were, were clinical. We've been missing yeah. that level of clinicalness, haven't we? Exactly. They were there were finishes that were indicative of someone who's really sure of themselves, someone who's really confident. And I think um his positioning is just down to A, a bit of intelligence and B, a willingness to want to go and go and affect the game. He knows his place in the team hasn't been secure really ever since he's come over from Olympiakos. And I think he some kind of penny has just dropped and he's thought, I'm gonna show Bruno and the fans that I need to be one of the first names on the team sheet every week. And you can see why um, we paid £17 million for him now. And you can see why he was a Champions League player. Um, With Olympiacos? Yeah. And I know that um, he scored against Tottenham, didn't he, in the, in the Champions League, I believe, Yeah, for them. So the way he's playing, it'll be it'll be hard for um, Fernando Santos, the Portugal manager, to overlook him because he has got international recognition before. I think I'm right in saying. Um, so I think he'll be knocking hard on that door to get back in the Portugal squad. I, I think so. I don't see how he can be overlooked, to be honest, because, I mean, he's I think, and this is the frustration, isn't it? We come back to Triori again. You know, 
Troy already does excite us all, you know, when he gets the ball, there's always that sense of anticipation. But you talk about the technical ability that Daniel Pedence has got at his football intelligence as well. Those seem to be... Troy has got the power, he's got the speed, he's got the strength, um, and he has obviously got some technical ability. But when you put that engine, um, because you don't see Triori chasing back and chasing players down as much as you see Daniel Pedence, like even in the 85th minute, um, the fact that he, you know, he's got that football intelligence, and that's what I think that Triori doesn't seem to possess. Is and whereas Daniel Pedence, is is he's got X amount of assists. He he knows he put the ball in the net back of the net. He, uh, if that had fell to Triori, both of those, I'm not sure he would have scored. He does score the odd one. Um, but you saw like the Fabio, the ball from Fabio that he that he played to him. If that goes to Raul or or to Daniel, I think you you at least bring the keeper to make a save, whereas that just got sliced into nowhere again. And Pedence got the ball from from Fabio Silva for the first goal, and he ne- he didn't give the keeper a chance. And for the second goal, the keeper obviously made a mistake. Raul gets the ball, plays it into him. He, he literally creates that little bit of space and then the ball's in the net. He finished it off again. He's a goal scorer as well as a creator. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's a criticism I've levelled on this podcast earlier on in the season. How many players for us are going to score more than five goals? He's one that should be aiming to get 10, I think, yeah. by the end of the season. Um, especially if we can have a good cup run. There's no reason why he can't finish on 10 goals. I agree with you. I mean, what players do you think Wolves currently have in the squad that can finish on 10-plus goals? Daniel Pedence, yeah. Um, Jimenez, obviously. Jimenez. Um, Yeah. Um, Neto, if he gets a good... I know maybe time's running out, but he's capable of that. I'm excited to want to get him back. Yeah, Huang's on four, so he could potentially get to ten if he gets fit. Um, other than That's that, about you know, it. I mean, I can't, I can't see Fabio Silva getting the minutes to get ten goals, but I think he's capable of getting ten goals if he was, if he had the minutes. So, um, yeah, no one from midfield. I don't think. I think you're right. I mean, uh, Martinho's chipped in with his annual goal. He might get another yeah. one or two. He's actually, Martinho's actually said, I need to shoot more. Uh, Neves will chip in with probably another two or three before the end of the season. We'll get probably Soyuz. He's probably our most likely yeah. to get to another five plus because he just tend to chip in with some goals, uh, Soyuz. Um, you know, he, he, he's always there or thereabouts. But like, it is exciting. Um, it is exciting. On, on where we're going. And I say, you know, Sheffield United, um, they came out, and I was saying this to Jack earlier, they came out on the front foot and did to us what we did to Man United in the first five minutes, five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but the difference was that we did then get control of the game, especially after we scored. 
yeah, they they really penned us in. They played high up the pitch. They didn't let us get out. Um, it took a good save from John Ruddy and a lack of clinical finishing on their part. We probably should have been one nil down before we got going. But after that, it was um, especially when the second goal went in. We were in cruise cruise mode really, and could have ended up being more than three, perhaps if we'd have really fancied it. Well, we could have done. I mean, ain't Norrie had another one of them shots that flashed. Just you know, he, he yeah. you know, it was a spectacular shot. He did a similar one about a month ago where he uh, he didn't hit the target. Priori had a couple of chances, which you know, I, I mean, how impressive were you with uh, Samedo's uh, performance and contribution today, and also his finish? Yeah, very impressed. I think he's becoming a growing threat for us down the right, which is what we wanted him to be. I don't know if it's to do with confidence or manager instruction or whether he's just found his feet, but he looks like a proper player now. Um, and one thing that we commented on during the match was his desire to be in the box. You know, when that ball went down the left, right, Nuri, to he was straight away zoomed in to, to make sure he was there at the far post. So I really like that desire from him to make sure he could get on the end of that. And hopefully... Um, you know, he's a kind of player that really should be chipping in with maybe five goals a season and a, and some assists as well. I'll tell you what, Samedo, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, we've, we've talked through this, Bruno Large has improved most players within the uh, within the squad. I mean, we talked about on the last one, Manny went through the team, yeah. have they improved? Yeah. I think we're only saying that Raul and Traore probably haven't, hit the levels that they've hit previously. We can understand Raul. Um, you know, he got an assist today, Raul. He did well to, to composure. He has got that composure to to chip in with assists. He just needs another goal. Um, but, like, when you look at Samedo, I think he's one of the most improved players this year. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a, a really good indicator of, um, of a really good coach. We saw Nuno do that a lot with the the likes of Doherty, Cody, he really brought them on. And I think we're starting to see the same now from Bruno, especially with the wing-back position. Max Kilman's gone to another level as well under Bruno. Um, Jose Sarr, I don't know how much that's to do with Tony Roberts or, or Bruno, but he's a lot stronger than perhaps we anticipated. I he think um, Tony Roberts has made a real difference to the yeah. to the defence as a whole and for the whole team, I think. and Because obviously we know that he gets involved with set-piece defence and set-piece attack. Yeah, and it's something we've looked really, really strong on. And I think as well, um, he seems to have given... I'm talking, sorry, about, about Bruno. No, he seems to have given Matinho another lease of life. Um, I was never one of the people that were been really horrible saying, oh, he's, he's an old man, he's passed it, he's gone. But I did last season have my doubts about what he could offer us this season. But he, if you didn't know he was 35, you wouldn't guess it. You know, if you were just watching your first ever match of um, first time he's played and you were watching it up in the stands and you couldn't see him close up. Um, I mean, he's a handsome looking bloke anyway, isn't he? But yeah. I'd say, you know, he, he plays like a 26, 27 uh, year old and he's incredibly fit he's got not just for his Martino age but in plays, general Martino plays with a, a youthful exuberance for his age he's I mean um, 
you know, like Manny said, the last one, he seems to like he's getting younger. He's like Benjamin Button. He's just, yeah. he came on today when he needed to, just slotted straight in. Obviously, Marcel went off with that because he came in at the, the left-sided of defence. I was quite intrigued to see who he was going to play there because I thought, will he play Marcel? Will he play Sanderson? He played Marcel, who did all right. I think he, he went off. And then he didn't bring Sanderson on, did he, with the 1-0? But he, he switched Kilman to the left-hand side, who did another good job. And then he, he, he brought Dendonka in. And as a couple of people said, did we see Dendonka? Dendonka's one of these players that does a lot of work off the ball. Um, he, you know, there's a couple, a couple of times in defence where he made key interceptions when he went back into there. And he's Dendonka's a very underrated player because of his language style, the way he plays, and because he does a lot of work off the ball, closing down gaps and being, you know, positional play. I mean, I don't know what you thought. I mean, Dendonka doesn't get into the Belgium squad for being rubbish and then yeah. play when De Bruyne doesn't play, does he? I think he made a good comment there that a lot of his work does go unnoticed. Um, in general, I prefer it when it's Matinho and Neves because I think we're better, um, we have better control of the ball when, when those two are in there. Um, on the occasions when Dendonka is playing in midfield, I do want to see him becoming a bit more of a goal threat, popping up in those making those late runs into the box. Um, I certainly don't think he's a donkey at all. Um, and I think he does contribute. But I do think that there's probably another another gear to him. Um, I think probably we saw the best of him. Um, do you remember when we beat Spurs 3-1 away at Wembley? Yeah. I think that was his full debut. And I think for the rest of that season, he was tremendous. You know, we thought... Well, wow, he didn't play for half season after season? we bought him. Nuno yeah. didn't claim, did he? And he then he got in and he played well. Months. Yeah. Um, I mean, as to who should retain that position on um, on Saturday, I'd be tempted to still say Marcel because I think that makes the fewest changes from our current successful You're defensive not setup. One side to the next, yeah. Yeah. If it is Dendonka, um, that's fine as well by me. Um but I was surprised where I sit. Sanderson was getting a lot of detailed instructions just after half time. And to me, they were saying, like, you know, you're going to be coming on in a bit. So I was surprised not to see him get some minutes today. Bruno said something he wanted to see how Dendonka did. Um, yeah. And so he wanted to have a look at him, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, it was good to see both, um, you know, uh, Sanderson and Ryan Giles. I'd love to have seen Giles come on for about five minutes at the end, because uh, you know to see him. Um, but uh, he made he did bring on a I guess the likes of Luke Kundal and uh, Jordao have waited a long time to get on the pitch, and I guess at the back of his mind was if I put on Sanderson and Ron Giles who've been away and they, these lads have been here waiting for their chance. Uh, in front of them, so I think that's probably why I, I thought both Luke Cund Luke Cundall looked blooming good on the he ball. He was confident. He was wanting the ball, wasn't he? And he wasn't treating it like a hot potato when he gets it. He was, you know, he was very assured. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of him at the right opportunities during the season. He did look really, really uh, good. And Jordan, we 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 obviously before his his injury looked really, really good. So it's good to see them get some minutes. 
um, today. Um, I thought Ait Norrie was first after about, about the first five or ten minutes coming back. He's yeah. he's a player. He is. You can understand why the likes of PSG and people like that apparently have been sniffing around. But Wolves have him on a long-term contract, which is a good one. And he's just a, a young lad that's just going to keep getting better. I, I, I think Johnny Otto struggles to get in the side when he's, you know, do you do you not think? I've said exactly that same sentence tonight uh, to my dad. Obviously, we miss him because he's a he's a really nice bloke and he's been so key when we first got promoted before his injuries. But at the moment, he doesn't get in the team for me. Um, if he was fully fit, that is. We're looking forward to having him back as part of the squad as an option, but he doesn't um, get in the team for me ahead of Samedo at the moment on that side because obviously he's right-footed, isn't he, Johnny? But um, he doesn't get in at left wing back either for me at the moment. So we can be we can afford to go very careful with his reintegration into the team, I think, which is which is great for him and great for us. It is the other thing as well, Paul, because they've. Um... We talked about this earlier. We touched on it earlier about Doherty being linked with Wolves again. I don't see why Wolves would get Doherty back because no, it's not you've got you've got on the left hand side Marcel, Ait Norrie, and Johnny Otto, and on the on the other side you've got Samedo and Hoover. And if you brought Doherty in, that's going to give Hoover less opportunity as well to develop and grow. Plus, you've got obviously behind in the under twenty threes. The area for me where we need um, where we need the extra bit would possibly be in defence. Um, actually, at the back, another quality centre back. Although we have got Willie Bolly, you know, who just well, I mean, no one really knows what's fully wrong with him, do they? But you know, he's he's not obviously gone to the Afcon, um, and then that sort of box-to-box midfielder and maybe another forward. But if Fabio Silva can play as well as he's played in the the last two games when he's come on, that might not be such an urgent thing. I I do think Raul seems to be struggling a little bit at the moment. Um, But I think that that, that's just what happens with strikers, isn't it? Yeah, there's peaks and troughs. I mean, go back to November, I think when we won five games out of seven around that kind of time. He was one of the main reasons that we were on that kind of run. Um, the likes of his goal against West Ham, his finish against Everton. Then he suffered a bit of a dip. But I think he, he looked really bright when he came on uh, today and good for him to get an assist. Um, I would I would be interested at some point to see how he gets on playing alongside Silva. I don't know. You want to make Raul? Whatever. Yeah, I don't know uh, if that's really going to happen because he tends to play with one central striker. But I think it would be interesting to see the two of them as, a, as an alternative, maybe. Um, for example, if we're losing 1-0 or if we're playing against a team that's hard to break down at home, maybe it'd be good to see the two of them together. Yeah, I think it would be. And Paul, just to finish off with your segment before we move on to Chris Rogers, who's going to be coming on as my final guest today, um, who I think is wearing a real retro Wolves top. He's back in the green room, which I'm looking forward to seeing. But, mate, um, performance rating, man of the match, and your thoughts about the fourth round draw at home to Norwich City. Okay. Match rating, I'd I'd give nine. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching us 
play. Um, and we added some goals to our game, which are criticised on, on Monday after the Man United match when we had 19 attempts. Um, man of the match, Pedence. Pedence, it's a full house for Pedence at the moment. Yeah, oh, and Cup draw, really pleased. Um, oh no, we got Fabio in there from Jack. Yeah, I mean, if you could pick your home, if you could pick your draw, you want to be at home. At this stage of the competition, you don't want one of the top teams. Also, I don't think you don't want a Kidderminster Harriers, you know, because you can't really win in a situation like that, can oh, you? Oh, you can. So, I'd have loved well, it if you got Kidderminster Harriers because I'd have thought, you know, yeah, you know, you're expected to win, you should win, but like a, a home draw against Kidderminster, I wouldn't have been so happy with a, um, yeah. playing them at the, because, you know, tight ground like that. We saw what happened with Chorley last year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm very pleased with the draw, and I was just dreading us being pulled out away to Man City or something like that. And oh, uh, mate, I'll tell you came... what: when there was four balls left in that thing, and Man yeah. City was one of them, and it came out Man City, and there was three balls left in, and they're fiddling around. I'm just like, please no, please no, because that'd be the worst one of the, the worst possible draw, Man City away. Um, you you know. But it ended up Norwich at home. And I was thinking it was a home draw. And I'm like, Norwich, bottom of the bottom of the league at the moment. They've got other priorities. Three weeks down the line, they're going to be got a, matches to cap up. Is it going to be a priority for them? Are they going to come and we'll get hot favourites to go through? Wolves are massive favourites to win that time. And we should win the tie. We should win it and get through to the last 16. Should and will. It's it's football, you don't know, but really, and Norwich, you know, Sheffield United were a team that had won the last four games, would full more confident that that players rested and they could see the energy levels that they came back with. Norwich are a team that's had their honeymoon period with Dean Smith. They've got to try and scrap out results in the thing, and I think they'll save some players for the league, but we'll see. So, yeah. um, at nine, Daniel Pedence, and you're well happy with the draw. Yeah, well, happy in general. Yeah, all good. Absolutely. Brilliant, Paul. Thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great week and hopefully see you next weekend. Yeah, I'll be there next Saturday against Southampton. Awesome. Hopefully three points as well. <laughs> see you later, yeah. mate. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. So that's Paul. And my final guest today, we've got Chris. How are you Chris? I'm very well. How are you doing? You good? I'm not bad, mate. You're wearing a very good oh. uh, retro away top there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Been wearing, well, been wearing it since the game today, to be fair. So happy days. No complaints. Were there today? No, I've been watching it from home. I've been isolating because of COVID the last couple uh, of weeks. How so. are you feeling? Oh, much better. I've had two negative tests and obviously Wolves winning today. It's, it's a win-win. Nothing. Absolutely. So you, got, you managed to get um, one of them um, streams... Yeah, streams, streams, streams. Promise it was legal. All that good stuff. <laughs> um, and how did you feel about the performance? Um, I've got no complaints. I, well, I say that. I think the first, as you say, if people have been saying in the stream, the first sort of 10 minutes, I thought we were going to be 3-0 down because they had that chance with McGoldrick where he should have buried that. Um, and I think Marcel, I, mean, I think some people might agree with me, looks a bit shaky today. I thought when we went with the Donker at uh, right centre back and Kilman went across, 
we looked a lot more assured at the back. Yeah. But I just thought it looked a bit shaky in the first sort of 10 minutes. Even when Nori had that, I don't know what he did. He just sort of swung at the ball and then it went into our own box and all of a sudden they had a half chance. But I think as soon as we got the goal, we grew into the game. We started controlling it a bit more. Um, I thought Fabio was excellent today. It's Considering the performance he had against United, and that was only 10 minutes, I would have loved to have seen him got a game today. And I'm glad he did. I really wish he scored that chip. <laughs> oh, it would have been it would have been a beautiful goal. The keeper literally just got a fingertip, and I think he just took it to the side of the post. Yeah. But the uh, you know the the sheer gall of him to play mm. that shot uh, the way he did and to chip it like he did, uh, and it seemed to float in the air for yeah. ages. We just like <laughs> when it dropped just the other side of the post, we're like, oh, yeah, we just I was, wanted I... him to get his goal, didn't we? Yeah, literally about to say the same. I really wish he got a goal today because he thoroughly deserved it. Um, I think I've sort of been saying in the comments, I think Adama, that saga's over now. I think he's gone. Um, I, I sort of got a question for you. Because I think he'll go Tottenham eventually. But considering how thin the squad is at the moment, would you want to hold him on until, let's say, deadline day? And then if Tottenham came in with 30 mil, would that be all right with you? Like, what's your sort of... Well, so, to be honest, uh, we've got um, three weeks of the uh, the window to go. Mm. We definitely, if it was me, I wouldn't be accepting any offer right now from Tottenham mm. because at the end of the day, you know, we don't particularly want to, like Bruno doesn't particularly want to sell any of his squad because he wants to push on to try and get us into Europe and obviously have an FA Cup. And the more options he's got, the better it is. And if we sell a player that leaves us another player short in the squad. And you also kind of like want to bid him more, really. Mm. Like Barcelona are supposed to be interested. So, you know, you want to... If Tottenham come in with 20 million, I'd be rejecting it. Yeah. Um, you know, and saying no. And um, try again. Because if someone comes in with 20 million, you want to see, does someone else come in? And if you're going to sell him, you want to try and get as much money as you can as out of it. And selling him with three weeks of the window to go when you've got three weeks to see whether you can negotiate a better deal. And, of course, Daniel Levy, you know, we all know what he's like at Tottenham. He's going to offer a miserly amount, but he's going to have to pay the money to get him. Tottenham kind of need him, I guess. So, if they come in for £20 million, it'd be a flat no from me. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, if they come in with £30 million, which is unlikely because Levy's tight, um, then I think 30 million right now for Troy with 18 months left of his contract, it's hard to to be able to not say uh, yes to that, take the money, let him go, wish him well, and then yeah. look at reinvesting some of it in this window. I don't think Wolves are going to do much in this window. It's difficult. It's January. Prices are always inflated. Players don't want to let... Teams don't want to let go of their players. Yeah, we bought that. We bought that Japanese guy in for five hundred thousand, mm. and he's going to go back to Grasshoppers. So he's obviously one for the future. And buying a lad like him at five hundred thousand, it's like his value is only going to go up. Um, the the defense was a worry for me at the start of the season, but they've been magnificent. They've been great, it's haven't they? Unbelievable. We're all stressing about game. it. Compared to like, it's the same, it's the same defense, but the only difference is Bolly's not there anymore. And Kilman's playing on his wing. And you know court. what, mate? Soyes always worried me playing mm. centre back at the back because he's always got a car and things. But he's 
added something else to his game. And yeah. it's been unbelievable. And, it, and for him to go, we really like, come back, we want Morocco to do well. But if they don't, we'll get him back sooner, <laughs> don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's been, and he's such a character as well. And then you look at both of the um, the wing backs. Tomatoes come on, Hoover's learning. Ain't Norrie, you know, when they got rid of Vinegar and they bought in Ain't Norrie, he's a he's, 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 he's Vinegar so never good. kicked on. Whereas Ain't Norrie's just getting mm. better and better. I mean, and as I say, he's got some pace, he's got some skill. The ball he played across to Tomato. And Samada just ran onto it and just finished it. It was brilliant. Yeah. So you look at your wing backs and you've got Marcel that can play there. Marcel with no as I mean, Marcel has played in that position in the defense for Lille in a Champions League semi-final. So he can play <laughs> centre back. Yeah. And when we brought him in, he was always he can drop into that centre back position. Obviously, he went off with an injury. And then you've got Johnny coming back. Wing backs were in a we're in a decent position. It's just obviously Dendok Dendonk are dropping into um into the back three. That leaves you with Neves and Matinho as your two senior midfielders. Yeah, that's a problem. And we need we need we need we need San, Sancho or Sanchez. Renato Sanchez would be I'd love to see us get him because he would add another dimension. But Luke Kundal did good. Um, I thought Jadao's a talent. We've got some good young players coming through, but we just need another senior midfielder, I think. Another box-to-box forward midfielder. I'm not as worried about the attacking areas. If we did lose Adama Traore, you know, you've got Neto coming back, you've got Wang coming back, you've got Trinko, you've got Daniel Pedence, you've got Fabio, you've got Raul. I mean, how do you see it? Um... Well, that, that's the thing. I'd, I've sort of been pondering this for a while. And the thing is, I don't think we're going to sign that, if anyone, at this point. The fact that we're recalling all these players and then you go back to last week and Lars has been saying, I need a striker, centre-back and a winger. But now he's sort of quietened down in that regard. is a bit of a concern for me. But on the, on the flip side of that, as you say, Huang's coming back, Neto's coming back. We're going to be quite top-heavy. So it is a case of someone's got to lose their place. Um, and the thing is, I think in the Premier League, obviously, I think he was good today, but Raul's been a bit off the ball. And it was good to see Fabio get some minutes in. He's been putting in quite a shift today. Um, in terms of midfielder, like you say, January's such a, a tricky market at the moment to manoeuvre. But the way Matinho and Neves have been playing, who could take their place? That's the thing. They're, like I remember under Nuno, especially, like, it, that was always a problem. You couldn't do Matinho and Neves together. And even back then, it was probably Dodonka plus one. But now it's like, and this is credit to the whole coaching staff. That's why I sort of made the point in the comments earlier. But the coaching staff have been absolutely excellent this year. Like, oh, they have. They've done well, but, considering it was a complete upheaval as well. Mm. Bruno Large, you know, we all, when Nuno went, obviously it was a shock. I think it was a shock that was the upset. We didn't see it coming. And it was like, I've, have they made the right decision? I've got to put my hand up. I love Nuno, and we all did. And apart from, you know, I know he's thingy, but, you know, he seems to have taken us to another level. He's yeah. a clever, clever coach, Bruno Large. Um, getting that uh, Tony Roberts, the goalkeeping coach, seems I brilliant. Love the, the, I love the, Tony. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he's, he's funny ass. He's great. 
it's funny as and then you've got like the other coaches they, they, they're coaching them really really well and you can see all the players are improving Bruno mm. Large definitely wants to improve the squad I've got a feeling Wolves will go quite big in the summer um, I think that will be a big period where they will invest um, what they'll do in their January window we'll have to, we'll have to see yeah. um, but you know what we're going to get on to so we can um, we're going to talk about uh, your man of the match your performance rating and, and the draw yeah. Chris but the first thing I've got, to, I've got to ask you is for your man of the match, so we can give because what what we do, we have the pundits vote, yeah, and it's one vote for Fabio and it's two votes for Daniel Pedent, and then we have the uh, the guys in the chat, they have a vote. Um, so based off our nominations, so who are you going with? Oh, it's really really hard because the thing is, I've got quite a few that played well today. Like it might sound a bit like a curveball, but I'd probably throw Samedo in there today. Thought, he's been. Do you know what it is? Because I think, obviously, with the price tag he got from Barca, he's had a lot of slack. But in terms of like most improved players in not just the Wolves squad, but in the Premier League, he's come leaps and bounds in the last twelve months. And I think just him getting the goal today in the manner that you know, that's why we miss Doherty because we miss his goals and assists. But just to see Semedo pop up today. If I had to give it to anyone, it'd probably be Podence, because let's not forget... Oh, you're going Podence? Yeah, I'd say just just that, because I want to give Semedo a shout, because he's just... I've loved him for the last 12 months, and I don't think he gets enough credit, but I think Podence gets it for me for the hand he had in the second goal, where he's twisted and turned. He oh. played the ball for Nori, as, I as mean, you said that earlier. was like... He created space out of absolutely nothing, didn't he? Mm, yeah. And so, so, guys, in the chat, uh, the producer I'll get on to this now... Your nominations for man of the match, because uh, we've gone three-one in favour of Pedence. You got Fabio. So you got Fa- your two votes. You got Fabio Silva or Daniel Pedence. If you can put your votes in the chat now um, for the next uh, two or three minutes, and then the producer will let me know the winner. Um, Neves got it last time out. Hasn't got nominated this time. And so if you start putting your votes in the chat now, then the producer will let me. And don't forget to smash a like to the video and subscribe if you're new. Uh, and if you do want to comment, you do need to be a subscriber for at least one minute so you can actually leave a comment. So, uh, Chris, your performance rating? Uh, I'd probably say maybe 8.5. Um, I know it was 3 nil. Maybe I'm just being a bit harsh, but we did miss a few sitters today, especially with Torre. Harsh? You give it, I only gave it an 8, so you've done oh, better than me. <laughs> I think that's the thing. There's just a few. And they, obviously, we didn't start the game well. But once we got the, the second goals, it was a very mature... Like, you could see we were leaps and bounds above them. That's the thing. And like you said, Neves, I don't know what's happened. He's just been amazing this season. Yes, he, he? It, it seems I'll like... Tell you, there's one player that we cannot lose and we cannot sell for any money unless yeah. it's something stupid like $100 million. I agree. It's Neves. It, I, because... I agree. I would, I, I, I'd be sad to see Adama go just because he's the fastest player in the world and he's in that <laughs> team. But you know, do you know what I mean? But okay, if he went, fair enough because we've got other players that are contributing more and are probably more technically gifted and have got more football intelligence. Mm. But Neves, I don't see how you replace him. So it's like oh, Championship oh, Neves. He's just hey? bossing. It's just watching Championship Neves again. He just. Once he dictates the game, that's it. It's a wrap for the other team. He's just he's been class. He? He's just class. He's, he's, class. he's absolutely brilliant. And he's, he's in the best form of his Wolves career because mm, obviously he, he was a class above 
in the uh, the championship, and the, and then obviously under Nuno, he's playing a lot deeper. Bruno's playing him a lot further forward. Yeah, uh, he, and he he just seems to find space. He hardly puts a foot wrong. I think he's the second highest. There's only uh, that chap from West Ham. Can't think of his name at yeah, the moment. Something like rhymes with lice. Something like that. Yeah, Declan yeah. Rice. That's <laughs> it. Uh, there's only Declan Rice that has won the ball back. Yeah, in midfield more than Neves. I don't know. There's a lot of teams, but but he's just key. I just he's he's just key to Wolves, and I just don't think if we lost him, I'd be yeah, I'd probably cry. Really, really, really concerned. Um. So yeah. So you've gone with Daniel Pedence. Yeah. Um. Producers, I need the uh, the results of the uh, of the. Oh, I've got a message so that the results. The result comes through. It is pedence by a country mile. So both the yeah. pundits and the people have uh, have voted. And uh, Chris, to finish up on, mate, yeah. uh, the draw for the fourth round, Norwich City at home. Thoughts on that? I'm very happy with it because my friend's a Norwich fan and I've been talking to him about it. Um, it's an ideal draw. And I, I've also was reading into the Charlton game today because I've got some family who support Charlton. And Norwich sort of got away with one today, you know, because obviously with Charlton, they're League One and they didn't have VAR, so they might have had a pen. But I'm sort of digressing. My only worry with Norwich is because Dean Smith seemed to have had the number on Nuno. Nuno? Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, Bruno sort of twice this year. I know Villa were as good as when it was to get. We weren't great that day. And the Norwich game was really bad. Oh, yeah, so, I was there, man. Yeah, <laughs> that must have been horrible. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm happy it's Norwich. Obviously, we don't want to get City or Chelsea at this point. But I think with Bruno and the way we're playing at the moment, we're going to... And obviously, because he wants to play such a strong team at the moment, we could go on and do really well in a competition. With Norwich as well, we should be beating them. We really should. So, fingers Wolves crossed. Wolves will be big favourites for that game, and no doubt. At home, tie, uh, you know, eight times out of ten. I say we win that game, but it's not going to be easy. Mm. But I, I feel quite positive. I'm very, to be honest, I'm quite confident with the cup now. Just the way we're set up and how we look at the moment. Like we don't look like we're going to concede. I know we looked a bit shaky today, but we look really, really good at the moment. And I think Norwich fans would have been like, "Oh God, we got Wolves today." That's that's not you ideal. Can, yeah, actually, if you're a Norwich fan, you'd be probably like, "You'd be gutted." Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think we can go far. I'd love to see us win the FA Cup, especially after that semi-final a few years ago. And I think oh, mate, just... tell me about it. Were you there? <laughs> no, I watched it at home and I can't even look at the highlights. That's how hard I'll tell you it what, it's, it's three years ago now and I still haven't watched it back. I can't. It's so fresh still. I, I was talking to, talking uh, you to know, someone we about it. We were like 12 minutes to go, 2-0 up. And then typical Wolves, it, 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 it's just... And as I say, it's my dad's lifelong dream to go to an FA Cup final with me and sing abide with me and we got within 60 seconds of that dream and I'm, that's why he's 84, 85 now coming, coming and that's why, I, I, you know, he's he's getting on, he's still yeah. good but like he's getting older and you know, I want, I really want that to happen so I, I really hope it happens this year yeah. and that's why I'm so happy with the home draw, Norwich Another Premier League team, but they've got a they've got their eye on their relegation battle. It's a it's a it's a it's an opportunity to Wolves to get into the last sixteen, mm. see if we get then. 
we've got to win this game, as Bruno says, take it one game at a time. But I think he, he I think we saw today that he definitely knows the Wolves fans want us to take it seriously. And I think he will go for it. He, he would love to bring a trophy back to Molyneux. And uh, and this is a big opportunity this year. Yeah, well, he's even said that himself, that he wants to win trophies. And he obviously wants to take this team far, which is a good... And that's what I really like about Bruno. I know he's only been here a short time, but just the way he speaks in interviews, he clearly has an idea of the game. You know, he lives and breathes football and he wants to be successful. So and when you hear... I'll tell you what, and Bruno Large as well... He's done many, many years coaching at all levels. Yeah. And this is a big opportunity for him in the Premier League. And he, he's hungry for it. And you can yeah. see that. But yeah, opportunity knocks. Chris, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, guys, thank you so much in the chat. As I say, if you've enjoyed uh, this enjoyed this uh, particular extra time, please do me a favour, smash a like on the video. It really helps uh, let YouTube know that you enjoy my comment. If you're brand new uh, around here, subscribe. If you are subscribed, hit the bell notifications on because you'll always, you'll never miss uh, a, a video in at, at, at all. And if you're listening to back on the podcast, we're grateful. We have loads of downloads on the audio. It will be up sometime to, uh, tomorrow, which will be Monday uh, on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and all good podcast providers. And you can leave us a five-star rating on there. That would be appreciated too. And, uh, yeah, Wolves are through. Wolves have beaten Sheffield United. We've cut the blades down to side. We've blunted them. And they are out of the cup. Wolves progress to the fourth round. We've got a home tie. The Wolves are ready to chew and eat and gulp those canaries in the next round. <laughs> Until the next one, from myself and Chris and all the guys that have been, you know, Paul, Mark, and Jack, who've been on the, uh, been our pundits tonight. God bless you all, wherever you are around the world. Thank you, man. Always, Wolves. Top lad. Take it easy, Dave. Cheers, man. All the best. All Take the care, best, man. everyone. Lots of love. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.